Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Today I wanted to go over something that I thought was actually really pressing. I generally stay out of talking about people's personal lives and their personal affairs because let's face it, these things are very, very personal. But with the way that the world is at this point, especially with the technology and the filters we have, it kind of, it kind of goes without saying that if people put things out on social media and people talk about you know, more sensitive topics explicitly without censoring or restricting their, their commentary, that they actually want other people to see it. And those are the types of things that I think are at least, I wouldn't say fair game, but at least important to take into account when you're considering someone's character. For instance, I have personal stuff that I talk about on, on my personal social medias, but you guys will never see it because those social media accounts are restricted. And that's appropriate in my mind. Like you're not gonna see pictures of my kids or at least current ones. You know, I may have actually posted some things back when my kids were babies before I really thought better of it. But as I got older, I really thought, you know, these are not things that I want shared with the general populace. And I have my own personal opinions about many things, as we all do. But again, if I post things on say Twitter or, or Instagram and I make them explicitly public, knowing all the filters that I can use to restrict access to those things today, then it goes without saying that I want people to interact with them. The difficulty that we run into here is that one of the candidates for school board in Area 1, Jerome Pandell, did post, man, some just cringy stuff. And not just one thing, not just two things, but many, many things on Twitter. And again, with the ability that we have now to remove things we've said, and I've done this, I, you know, not just things that I posted with typos, but things that I've said, I'm like, you know what? I don't think that really represents the best of me. I don't really think that represents my, my best ways of thought. I have taken down things from, from my past years, as I think a lot of us wish we could, but you know, again, with social media the way it is, it's very easy, it's very easy to do that. So some of the things were just so out there that, and again, I, I really hesitate going after somebody's personal personal things, but these are very public. These are very public tweets. These are very public comments that Jerome felt was appropriate to, to share with the world. You know, but you don't have to break laws to not be the right person to be at least in part of, in charge of children and their education, right? Like you can be a totally normal average dude who wants to talk about sex and what words we should use for penises and vaginas and things like that. All of which, by the way, he did. And, and be a, okay, like you get to say that. Like, you're fine. Maybe we're not going to be best friends, but you're fine. But I also don't want to vote you into school board, right? You're, you're definitely not going to be my top choice to be a representative. So, uh, so you understand what I'm talking about. I wanted to bring up a couple of these things and, and read you the tweets. And again, I'm talking word for word. I'll post them up on the screen here so you can see what I'm talking about. And if you're just getting the audio version of this, they will be up on my Instagram account. Um, and that's the engine of Matt Todd. So you can check that out. So let's, uh, let's get into some of them. Tweet one is shockingly false retweet. Worse in Danville, I think. Retweet, sex in Walnut Creek must be some of the saddest sex in the Bay Area. So in this tweet, somebody is saying that sex in Walnut Creek is terrible. Somebody else retweeted it and they said worse in Danville. And then Jerome says that's false. So Jerome is saying sex in Danville is great. Um, then there is some discussion at the end and he says, pro tip number one, avoid Krogans in Walnut Creek, parentheses, or any Krogans for that matter. And parentheses, and then pro tip number two, seek out teachers, smart and funny. Gosh, man, I could have gone all day 
all day without ever uttering those words out loud. Um, so that's the first tweet that he thinks is humorous and funny and should be left up. Again, it's not like Jerome can't take these down at any point. He absolutely could, and he may after this. But as of right now, these stand. Let's check out the next one. Hot Steamy. Retweet, I'm about to have sex, and it is a picture of what appears to be dumplings. I have enjoyed some dim sum in my time. I have never conveyed it like having sex, and I have certainly never emphasized that it was hot and steamy. Again, nothing illegal, nothing that makes me think anything horrible, but obviously not my kind of humor, and certainly not the kind of thing that I want coming out of somebody who's gonna represent my kids at the school board. Let's check the next one. Every girl's parents put a vagina troll in them when the girls are young to keep them from having premarital sex, question mark. Vagina movie lines. I don't know what movie this is. Uh, perhaps there's the vagina movies line uh, or a vagina movie. I have no idea. Um, all I know is that I'm not ever, ever going to be making comments like this and I'm especially not ever gonna be doing it if I wanna be on a school board. Um, but again, you can make the call for yourself. Let's check the next one. Again, this is another retweet. Sex ed when you're homeschooled must be horrific. I don't, I don't really know how to address this one. I have three young boys. Uh, my oldest is 10. I have felt it appropriate to discuss you know, anatomy and and very rudimentary sex education with him. Again, I'm not getting, like I haven't even had the birds and the bees conversation with him yet, but I can say when I do have that with him and the limited conversations I have had, they have not been horrific. You know, my, my dad took me aside and had the birds and bees conversation with me and I don't look at it as like my most favorite conversation with him, but I appreciate his sincerity and his honesty. And, and it's not like, I understand that Jerome doesn't have school age kids at this point. He doesn't have students at, or rather he doesn't have school his students in the San Ramon Valley Unified School District. Perhaps they're in TK or preschool or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like, no, it's not that horrific. You have a relationship with your student. You talk to them sincerely and and maybe this is again attempt at, an attempt at very crass humor. I just don't find it that funny. Um, and we have more homeschooled students now in the United States than I think at any point in the past um, for very obvious reasons in my opinion. But I don't think that this joke and poking fun at the difficulties that people experience homeschooling their kids is really that funny. I mean, if, if the school system was representing students and doing well by the parents, then people wouldn't have to homeschool, but they are, and it costs them something, not just monetarily, but emotionally in a relationship with their kids. You have to, you know, I know plenty of homeschool people and it's not easy. You, you really have to get down on your kids. You have to push them. You have to have a different type of relationship. And obviously if you're homeschooling them, you're not going to work. So you have to sacrifice that earned income that you may make otherwise. And for some people that may be a huge thing because some people obviously need to have a dual income household. Not that funny, but uh, let's move on to the next one. This next one gets me. He says, hashtag win. And then he retweets someone saying, Today in Texas, I made two people so uncomfortable they left a party because I was talking about oral sex. Just, why? Why, Jerome? Is this a win? Why is this something that's so humorous that you think it's, it's great and you wanna tell it to the world? And like, what party are you at? 
And why is this good for anyone that people felt so uncomfortable they had to leave? Gosh, man, just not my cup of tea. Like, just, ugh. I don't really want to talk about this one. We're going to move on to the next one. So this one appears to be a retweet. It says, my heart is going out to these poor hashtag teens trapped under the, quote, teens having less sex, end quote, headline from SF Chronicle. My heart does not go out to teens who are having less sex. Uh, all metrics of, of public health and, and personal health indicate that the more sex teens have, the less healthy a lifestyle that they're actually living. Naturally, more teen sex leads to more teen pregnancies. That doesn't always lead to more uh, teens having babies, which means you have more teen abortions, which <sighs> there are all kinds of problems with this. Like less sex is actually good for young people. They're not, you don't need to be engaging in intercourse at 12 and 13 and 14 and 15. It's not, it's not an indication of bettering uh, you know, individuals, and it's certainly not something you should feel bad about. I mean, this is actually something that we should be celebrating if we're if we're preventing or rather um, guiding, right? If we're guiding teens to make better decisions, especially with sex and personal health, that is something to be celebrated. And I don't mean to come off like some conservative wackadoo. I mean, I just. I, I don't see how being upset that 15 and 16 year olds are having less sex is the right position. Anyway, uh, next one. So in this tweet, he is actually proposing different euphemisms for a penis and vagina. He says, former Johnson ladder mouse, as in double click. So I, I assume he means like a computer mouse. Considering euphemisms for penis and vagina, anyone got a favorite. So apparently Jerome really wants the world to know that his favorite euphemisms for penis are Johnson and his favorite euphemisms for the vagina are mouse. Okay, moving on. In this one, he is posting several retweets and I think actually getting somebody to attempt to answer what their favorite porn website is. Uh, what porn website do you use? I don't... Man, he's really nailing me with these. I don't, I don't really know what to say. Uh, we'll go on to the next one. In this one, he's saying W2F, as in what the fuck. It's a retweet from LA Politics saying lawmakers propose making, quote, revenge porn a crime. I actually remember when this was coming out and we were considering, uh, considering adding revenge porn to the legal code. Um, I actually think it's a really, really good thing. It is a breach of contract in a lot of different ways already because obviously in California you have two-party consent. So if you're recording somebody when you know, you're know you having an intimate moment and they don't know and then you publish that, you're, I mean, if you record it anyway and they don't know, that's illegal. Um, but if you record it and then you post it, that's all kinds of illegal. Um, but let's say that somebody you know had a willing partner and whatever and then they post it once they break up, I think that's actually really, really bad. Um, and I don't know what he's really saying with expressly with the WTF, but man, revenge porn should absolutely be illegal. Let's go to the next one. So in this one, it looks like he's calling out one of the Supreme Court justices. He writes Clarence question mark. And then I believe it's a retweet that says residents of DC watch nearly two times as much porn, um, two times as much online porn as people in any of the 50 states. Again, the humor. Why? Why be doing this? Ugh. Look, I really want to be clear. These tweets are public. I'm not digging through, you know, Jerome's personal stuff. This is not a leak. 
he could delete these at any point. And frankly, I really hope he does. And I don't think Jerome is a horrible person for saying this stuff. These are a little pervy, they're a little cringy, they're very tasteless in my opinion. And the bottom line is they're just not, they're not, they're not things, they're not, it's not stuff, it's not dialogue that I think people trying to be on a school board should really be putting out there. This is not, this is not on the up and up and it's not, it's not stuff that I think represents the best of us. Um, I know the teachers union has, uh, has put their endorsement in for Jerome and I'm sure they have their own reasons for that. And great, like the teachers union should be able to to endorse someone. They have endorsed him and and supported his campaign to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars. But man, this stuff, I think they could have picked better, quite frankly. Um, I know they requested Jesse Van Z to be their candidate and to, to you know take their endorsement. And Jesse very much felt that it, it's not in the best interest of the people in San Juan Valley Unified to have a, a candidate that received campaign funds. So again, I, the teachers union has their own opinion and their own reason for endorsing Jerome and fine, great. But uh, I thought it was very important to bring these tweets to light because frankly, I don't think that this represents the best we can put forward. So when you're considering this next week, when you're really considering what what you want on the school board, what you want people thinking on the sidelines. You don't even have to look very far to know what somebody's overtly putting out into the world. And that begs the question what they're actually thinking behind closed doors. So I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.